I'm CMBA CEO Becky Rupert McMahon. Last week, we shared part one of our My Bar Story Celebrity Edition, featuring three A-list superstars, internationally renowned Cleveland chef Michael Simon and siblings Anthony and Angela Russo, who are not only blockbuster movie producers, think Avengers and Captain America, but also CMBA president Judge John Russo's first cousins. They're back again this week for part two of the conversation. Now the group gets personal about their favorite Cleveland food and their go-to jams. Sit back and enjoy the show. Michael, so in, in Simply Simon Suppers, there's a whole chapter on dessert. Tell us uh, how you believe dessert can fit into a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> you know, I mean, dessert's tricky because everybody loves it, but sometimes it's not always the best thing for you. Yeah, but, right. Um, I think I heard Angela say that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, who doesn't like dessert? I like, it's, it's funny, as I've gotten older, like when I was a kid, oddly enough, did not have much of a sweet tooth. You know, and like after I turned 50, you know, so for the past five years, like my, I like, I crave dark chocolate now. Like, I don't understand. I'm never like, I never even ate dark chocolate my whole life. And then <laughs> at 50, I'm like, God, I need some dark chocolate. Something <laughs> with my brain happened. I, you know, you try to moderate those things as best as you can. Um, you know, I, like I have two grandkids now and, and kids love sugar. Like, I mean, like, like. We like Emmy is five now, and like I remember when we, you know, she we're like, man, she eats everything. She eats vegetables. She eats sushi. She eats like everything. And then all of a sudden, one day, she discovered sugar, and she was like, um, you know, oh, like I'd make her something. Like she would cook in the kitchen with me, and like I used to make these little like smoothies for us that were just fresh fruit and you know, blah blah blah. And then in the morning, and like Greek yogurt or whatever. And she, then she would be like, um, pop up honey <laughs> you know like, it was like she discovered sweet and she's like everything else sucks i just want sweet so and i think all of us are like that a little bit to a point but it's just about again it's about balance i mean like you know the, the mental health i think was a great thing to bring up too because all these things are about balance it's like you know i wake up every day i i try to get my workout in i try to meditate i try to stretch and then like start my day, you know, because that's what helps bring me clarity as much as the food does. The thing about dessert is for me at least, if I have one bite, if I have one or two bites, I'm good. But like it's easy to have 10. And when you cut sugar out of your diet, you realize kind of how evil sugar could be because it's like the only thing I've ever cut out of my diet, caffeine included at one point, that like I had a migraine for five days afterwards because it just so I feel right crushes your system to some point um so i'm just careful with it and i, I think that's how everybody it, it's easier said than done i mean don't get me wrong i you know i will eat a quart of ice cream in a sitting um you know in long island i mean i get them everywhere but they have those tate's cookies have you ever seen the tate's chocolate chip cookies yeah yes um, yeah i mean i could house a bag of those things like <laughs> like that you know like yeah. So what I try to do with desserts now, it's like, okay, I take two cookies, I set them down, and then I, like, give them to somebody, and I'm like, hide them. I don't care where you hide them. I don't care if I ever find them. You know, someone will find them at some point, but just get them away from me. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't have willpower with those things as much as I tend to with most other things. How about this? Uh, your favorite food memory. So I'm just going to give you mine because it kind of ties into yours, Michael, <laughs> and, and into Angela and Anthony's is uh, – Coming home on a Saturday night, 
maybe out uh, having a nice time with uh, with friends and knowing that there is going to be a pot of sauce on the stove. And mom always left one loaf of bread. So out of the nine of us kids, you know, we knew that Saturday night you could come in and do a quick dip of bread and warm up some sauce or something before you went to bed. And uh, when the loaf was gone, it was done. You couldn't go in the stash of any more bread, but whatever <laughs> was on the table. So I think it was her, her way of driving us home earlier uh, than, than later so that everybody could dip their bread in the sauce. So that's just one of my favorite food memories. Favorite food memory that you have? I don't want to draft off of you, John, but um, yeah, we, so I, you know, we used to call, call it Sugan bread. And I don't, you know, I don't, my mom didn't do that on Saturday night, but I remember every Sunday morning while the sauce was cooking, as the sauce was cooking for hours, you know, you can get some bread and start to dunk or do get, get a ladle out and put it, pour it over the bread or something. That was, that was always extremely fun. Great memory. All right, Michael, I'm going to you. I'm going to give Angela a chance to think. Well, since we're all talking about Sunday sauce, I'm going to change it. But that, like, Sunday sauce and Cavatel, that's probably my number one. But right there, <laughs> I'm going to say tied at one, is, you know, being Greek and Sicilian, you know, baklava was a thing. So my mom, th there's not a doubt in my mind, I've had millions of baklavas all over Greece, America, you name it, I've had it. No one makes a baklava as good as my mom, period. Like, I've never given anybody a piece of her baklava that that didn't say this is the best baklava I've ever eaten. Um, so when I was probably around 12, she was like, I'm going to teach you how to make it. So she taught me how to make it. And I, I actually picked it up really quickly, which was great because my mother, because she is of um, Mediterranean descent, uh, doesn't always have, she, she had a quick fuse, let's just say, <laughs> you know, so, but she, we grew up in a neighborhood, um, you know, I was born the first part in Cleveland Heights and my dad grew up in Cleveland Heights. And then my parents moved to the West side, uh, because my dad worked at Ford. So I ended up, you know, in my, you know, uh, early teen years on the West side and all of our neighbors, like we were Greek and Sicilian and everybody else on our street was like Irish or Polish basically. So, um, the people that lived on our street, my mom was going to take, teach them how to make baklava. And this is more of, I guess, a food fail memory than maybe a food memory, but watching <laughs> everybody, but my mother and I make baklava was like high comedy you know, at that age, it was like, they just couldn't do it. You know, the female's <laughs> breaking, my mom, she's getting aggravated. She's like, what's wrong with you? She's cursing at them in Greek, which they don't understand, but I do, you know, I'm like, oh, that's the word she says when she's really pissed at dad, that she is, you know, like, and it was, it was kind of like, looking back, it, it was kind of like one of those moments where I'm like, oh man, I'm good in the kitchen because it, at 12 years old, I could, for whatever reason, handle this phyllo dough and make the baklava at almost the same pace as my mother, but everybody else she's trying to teach to make it to, it's an epic fail. Um, yeah. So it was really the first time in a kitchen that I realized, like, I'm really comfortable here. All right, Angela. All right. I mean, obviously the sauce and bread, how can that not be it? That's where my brain was first. <laughs> Even sometimes it was like Wonder Bread. I remember it being on Wonder Bread and it was still amazing. <laughs> but there's one memory I have where uh, my my mother's parents, our mother's parents lived uh, in Parma on the west side of Cleveland. We lived on the east side of Cleveland 
in Mayfield. And if you're from Cleveland, you know that making the journey from one side of the city to the other is like the odyssey. Like it feels so far apart. And so oftentimes we didn't see our grandparents save for Sundays. That was the day that we went over to see my mom's parents every week. And we would sit and chat with them and then we would eat dinner together. And it was, you know, always our family as a whole meeting with with them. So there was a big group of us. And um, when Joe, our brother, was in high school and able to drive, we we were asking uh, my grandfather and grandmother about some of the recipes. And they said, why don't you guys come over here next Saturday and we, we can show you. And so we drove over there on a Saturday. And I remember we started with gnocchi. And they put like a big pile of flour, you know, on the kitchen table. And they just started talking Joe and I through each of the recipes that they make each week. And I remember being really struck in that moment because it was just the four of us. Their kitchen and their house was always such a large gathering. Like I hadn't had that intimate sort of connection with them um, until, until that day, strangely, because it was always just such a big group gathering. And so it's always stuck out in my mind that day and how special it was. And I still make the recipes I learned from them um, on that day, you know, for my own kids. And that was a, that was a really special moment for me. How about your favorite or what you would consider to be a highlight of uh, Cleveland cuisine? Well, you know, we, we have to confront this question a lot because when we bring, when we shoot things in Cleveland, we're typically ha- uh, working with a lot of people not from Cleveland and some, some of whom are new to Cleveland. So we're very much like, you know, ambassadors to sort of all things Cleveland, including the food. And so, and that's always a big part of the experience for everybody. Cleveland has amazing food. And certainly Lola has always been a highlight of, of where we like to take people, where we like to go. But I will say this in terms of like, you know, sort of day-to-day food that new people get to experience when they come to Cleveland. The things that I notice they respond most strongly to are the classics, right? It's like Slyman's corned beef. Everybody's like, oh my God, I've never had corned beef like this. And uh, Presti's pizza too, they love it. Like a lot of people aren't familiar with like the old school, like Italian bakery pizza, which is on a sheet pan and very little cheese served, served room temperature. Like many people like don't eat that type of pizza regularly. So when you give them, that 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 from Presties, they they have a similar reaction to the Slimans corned beef. It's like something common and simple, something they've had many many times before. But for some reason, this version of that is like really striking to them. Yeah. Hey, so Anthony, I have a friend of mine who's a photographer, and I had him take um, uh, photos for my courtroom, and uh, he he blew them up uh, sepia, and one of them in the very corner that as I sit on my bench, I could see to the right is Presti's, uh, just the sign. And it's a shot down uh, Murray Hill or up Murray Hill and Presti's right there. So when you said that, it brought a smile to my face. Yeah. Angela, how about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think another one that I was, that came to mind that people respond to coming in from out of town on our cruise are the sandwiches at Panini's. Because it's almost like the audacity of putting everything into one sandwich and being able to eat it that way. It's just like, mind-blowing to them and so that's always and and also it tends to be a nice when the crew is going out letting off steam together and then you find yourself (laughs) at a paninis at one in the morning and um, yeah never eat one of those sober by the way (laughs) 
Well, the problem is everything we're naming right now isn't the healthiest food in the world, but for some reason, that's yeah. what the first time I ate one of those sandwiches sober, I'm like, what the hell is it? I did this is what I Right. Moderation, moderation. You don't, you don't eat one of those sober. Our brother Joe is like the only person that loves panini sober. I don't oh. know. Why, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, you shouldn't see paninis in the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good memory. How about yourself, Michael? You know, for me, I, I always think it's interesting because, like, you know, most mid to major cities have some form of a little Italy. Um, so, but like, I think when I bring people to Cleveland, especially chefs, uh, you know, not a lot of towns have that Eastern European um, background that we have. So, like, I always bring them to the market and get them some kielbasa because it always blows them away. I go to the back part of the market, to Frank's, and and get a bratwurst on a hard roll with um, with uh, Burton's mustard, which is always, like, to me, that, like, screams Cleveland. Um, and then I used to bring them to Hot Sauce Williams, but it closed. But, like, a classic Cleveland Polish boy, you know, the... The um the the kielbasa with the hot it's kind of like it's kind of I I think I don't know this but my guess is that somehow the panini or that place in Pittsburgh that does them too was based off this Polish boy sandwich which is a Cleveland sandwich it which is you know a bun kielbasa um, coleslaw fries and hot sauce you know, on the bun, you know, and then the Polish girl is the same thing, but with minus fries and pulled pork. Uh, but that was like, it's kind of like a, a Cleveland staple sandwich um, that used to be around in the, you know, the East side old school barbecue joints or some of the food carts and stuff like that. So um, wh when I bring them to Cleveland, I guess I like, so, you know, Eastern European sausages is probably where I go and, and like the great choices of mustards, um, and Sokolowski's isn't around anymore, but I used to like bring them to Sokolowski's and get them like a pierogi and a stuffed cabbage and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then take a giant nap. Yeah. There you go. The nap in there. All right. So here's the last question. Throw you a curveball. So in January, in my fit to practice article, I'm starting to write, um, I think my article is going to be, what's your jam? So I'm going to ask the three of you, you're going to work out, you're in the car driving by yourself and you're singing a song, even though you're not hitting the notes. And you're thinking, I just am killing it here with this song. What's your jam? Who's your artist? Who's your song? Because maybe I'll plug you in my January just with your jam. So if I'm going to go, uh, my jam is, you know, Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to I'm going to pop the boss on. I'm going to sing, uh, you know, some song as I'm driving. And uh, and that's my jam. So what's your jam? God, you know, I, I was born in 69, so I am an 80s kid. Um, so, you know, I am not afraid to say that I do have a devoted love to the hair bands. So to me, it would probably be Van Halen. Um, you know, nice. over the years, Sammy has become a, a dear friend. So I tend to lean towards Sam, but Sam or Dave Van Halen, I'm happy either way. Um, it would probably be Van Halen very loud. And, um, I mean, <laughs> the good thing is, is when you say, sing the David Lee Roth versions, you could miss the notes because he always did too. So <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. I know that uh, the, the Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen and all the great musicians in the back will will overcome my lack of uh, lyrical talents. All right, Angela, what's your jam? Oh, man. I mean, I would go with the boss as well. I like anything that reminds me of growing up in Cleveland. And I think that, you know, 
Bruce Springsteen is is as close as I can get to that. And that's typically when I find myself shouting at the top of my lungs in a car. It's like when I have the nostalgic quality that's to awesome. the music. So I think that's a great answer. I do it with you too a lot. Um, I think well, I like a little Oasis. You're going to throw a little Swifty in there? You're going to swing, <laughs> sing some Taylor Swift for us, Angela, maybe? I, I know. I, I wish like I was <laughs> as versed with Taylor Swift. As, as most folks are. I let my daughter yeah. school me in that, though. Yeah. I mean, see how we're all from Cleveland. We should be saying Bone Thugs and Machine Gun Kelly, by the way. Right. It's funny, like two nights ago, I just took my 13-year-old son to the Travis Scott concert. He loves Travis Scott, but that's not my jam. Um, I Listen, I, I don't mean to be repetitive, but I have to say this with you because growing up, you, John, were like the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan that I knew. And having being a couple years older, uh, you were into Bruce Springsteen earlier than I was. And a lot of my passion for him and my discovery of him came through sort of your interest and passion for him. So I remember that very clearly. And uh, yeah, it's been um, an enormous uh, presence in my life ever since his music and uh, still to this day he's the jam very good well i hey i yeah. love that i had a l- little bit of influence on on you too so hey thank you so much uh thank you so much for being here for making time for us really excited that the three of you could join us and uh tell joe he missed out but we missed him and uh you guys were awesome i just love the opportunity to do this so I hope you all, uh, if you're traveling, have safe travels for Thanksgiving, but enjoy the family over Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up as well. Thank you. Thank you, Judge Russo, Anthony, Angela, and Michael for such a fun and informative conversation. That concludes another episode of My Bar Story, brought to you as part of the CMBA's ongoing 150th anniversary celebration. Visit clemetrobar.org forward slash legacy150 to find other ways that you can join the celebration. See you next week.